Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver fast and affordably for small biz, big box, large scale, wholesale, retail, B2B, B2C, ASAP. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Savvy Business Radio, drawing out the best from our guests with our host, Christina Nichman. Our guest today is David Cunningham, who is an expert communicator, seminar leader for Landmark, a personal and professional growth training and development company, who has more than 2.4 million people use his program to cause breakthrough in their personal lives. Today, we discuss tips for embracing integrity in your business and life. Find out more about Landmark at LandmarkWorldwide.com. Hi, David. Welcome to Savvy Business Radio. How are you this afternoon? I'm great. Thank you. Aw, you betcha. I'm really, really blessed to have you out here today. You're the senior program leader for Landmark, a world-renowned personal development uh, company. Been helping people for many years in business and in their personal lives. And we had on someone recently that we talked about, you know her very well, who talked a little bit about some of the work you guys are doing. But you're also a business owner, and you're going to share some of your wisdom with regards to clarity, commitment, and using your calendar appropriately for your business. Before we go there. Share with the audience a little bit about your backstory. Well, I've been with Landmark now for 35 years and uh, have been leading programs for Landmark around the world, been able to work with literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world and have loved the difference we've been able to make in their performance and their effectiveness. And it's just been really thrilling to watch over the years. Wow. And what, what really attracted you to Landmark in particular? 
Well, I had been working in many fields. <clears throat> I have a background in social work, so I'd been working particularly with abused children, with youth at risk, with special needs kids, with families in crisis, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'd been working on a lot of issues like that, as well as hunger, the AIDS epidemic, several different yeah. issues. And then I came to Landmark myself in 1983 for my first program as a participant. And uh-huh. as I sat and listened, I realized that the work they were doing here went to the heart of the matter of everything I was concerned about and what mm-hmm. would have people be effective, what would have people have their lives be able to work, and you know, literally what would, have, what would ha- make a difference in people's relationships around the world. So it was kind of a no-brainer. This is yeah. like at the heart of the matter. So let me come here. <laughs> <laughs> now, this isn't, uh, working with Landmark isn't just good for your business. It's good for everything in your life. Uh, It's personal relationships, really building deep connections. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, it's about full self-expression and full, Mm -hmm. you know, being a full power and at the same time loving your life. So it has everything to do with your relationship with yourself and your confidence, your relationship with yourself, like you're you're being complete with the past and at peace with life and, and, and powerful in life. And then at the same time, you know, our lives are lived with other people. So the, all of our work is about then being effective with other people too. Because if you can't be effective, no matter how confident you are with yourself, mm-hmm. if you can't be effective with other people, you're not going to be effective. So it's both mm-hmm. sides of that coin, your relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and your effectiveness at working with people in the world and getting things done. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. And I think that's something in this rough and tumbly world where we're going 300 miles an hour, we have all these modern conveniences, our cell phone, TV, all you name it, we got it. I think it's, we can become separated from ourselves. And I, I, again, if I'm wrong, is that where it all starts really getting connected first with building that relationship and getting connected with yourself first? Um, I don't think it's first. I think it's all at the same time. The problem with if you relate to it as it's first, then people will then go work on themselves Mm -hmm. and spend time just working on themselves without being effective in life. So I like to say it's all at the same time. You cause your relationship with yourself at the same time you're causing your relationship with others and your effectiveness. It just happens all at once. Yeah, that's interesting. And this recalls for me, David, I, I started uh, about a year and a half ago, my journey to building my health back up to optimum health. And like most people, if you have gotten yourself in a sticky situation where your health is less than perfect, it's not an overnight uh, journey. It takes time to build yourself back up to good health and optimum health. Um, but what ends up happening is all parts of my life start to benefit from that one thing. First, bringing in the you know clean foods and eating better and then adding a little movement, sleep, all of that. My relationships started to get better. My work was more efficient. And I, I'm getting what you're saying here by taking all of the bits, just working on yourself and working with others and being more efficient. It comes together as a congruent whole to make everything better in your life. It does. And it's very important that we don't get isolated. We don't, you know, some people, for instance, lack confidence, they would say. Mm-hmm. And so they go to work on building their confidence. Mm-hmm. But then while they're building their confidence, they're not actually being effective in their performance. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, build your confidence while you're building your effectiveness and your performance. Again, it all happens at one time, like you're saying. I think that's really important. 
Yeah. And so I've heard that during this time, I've heard a lot of people say that they're not happy about Christmas because they overspend. And my family was no exception. During Christmas, it was kind of like who could outsmart or outsmart or outbuy the next cousin, aunt, or uncle in a nice gift giving. And it became really a stressful time of the year. Now, um, much of my family, immediate family, has passed on and, and those traditions have gone by the wayside and we don't get together anymore for those Christmas. Uh, gift-giving extravaganzas. But one thing I've, I've heard from a number of people, and it's happened to me as well in our family, is the overspending leading to credit card debt and more stress. And you have a, a recipe for people, the three C's, to help them get past that credit card hangover. Share that with our audience. Well, the first thing that people have to uh, deal with first is what are they really committed to in the first place, mm -hmm. right? So the overspending had some commitment behind it that was hidden, yeah. right? And there's really a commitment that the other person is acknowledged, that the mm -hmm. other person gets your, you know, that the gift is an expression of your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. So that if you actually get down to the core commitment that was behind the overspending in the first place, mm -hmm. then, uh, then you don't need to overspend because you figure out, hey, I can let them know they're important to me. I can leave them acknowledged without mm -hmm. overspending. So the first most important thing is to uh, get the core commitment behind that was driving the overspending, get that mm -hmm. clarified, and then, and then you won't need to overspend. That's yeah. number one. Yeah, that I, makes I sense, right. Yeah, it makes complete sense. In fact, this recalls for me one Christmas where I was a bit tight in the pocket. All right, very tight. And uh, I was not able to buy the gifts I used to buy. And I ended up um, getting the idea to make them. And wow, people were so much more appreciative of those gifts I gave that year that I made with my own two hands. I, I started making jewelry. I just got a book on how to make jewelry and just started to have fun with it. Uh, and then personalizing my specific jewelry I was going to give to someone to their taste and color and their preference, you know, what they might like. And it was so much more well-received than going out there and spending all this time at Macy's and buying these expensive gifts that probably they gave to someone else. For sure. And that's called being creative, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes it's just because there's a way it's always been done. How, you know, the way it's always been done is you go out and buy gifts for people. So you don't even think of trying something else. Mm -hmm. But there's a, it, but if you step back and go, okay, I still have this commitment called they're acknowledged. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend the money. Then you get creative and you find other ways to let them know they're acknowledged without spending money. Yeah. And tell me if you've noticed this, uh, David, in your working with people and in life in general, that sometimes when things become tough in life and your struggles, actually it brings out the best in you because it causes you to go deeper and to do that thing we were just talking about called being creative and finding ways that maybe you didn't imagine you could do this, you know, be more confident or go do this thing you've never done before. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing that's really important is then being in communication, right? Mm -hmm. it, because, you know, sometimes when, especially when we're under stress or something's not going our way, we tend to pull back and try to deal with things ourselves mm -hmm. versus being in communication and having, you know, including other people in what we're dealing with. So when you include other people, you find that you have partners and allies out there. People love to participate. So, you know, even if I was going to get creative and make the gifts myself, letting other people participate with me in that also gives them a chance to, to you know, to contribute to um, what I'm committed to as well. And so then you find out you have partners and allies out there you didn't even know you had. 
Yeah. And then it gets you all excited about, okay, maybe this time around, we're not going to exchange gifts through a store. We'll all get together and make food together or uh, knit a quilt or whatever they call, you know, (laughs) Uh, just do something that's sharing community based that will bring you all together in a different way. That's right. And it has, you know, that is so fulfilling because I think what everybody really wants is relatedness and connectedness. Mm You know, and we get, sometimes we get uh, we get off track the, from what is really there, which is somehow wanting to be connected with other people. So finding ways to connect, especially during the holiday season, yeah. and inviting other people to connect with us. You know, I find one of the things that works is to go first. A lot of times we wait for other people to reach out, yeah. other people to suggest something, other people to come to us. I find that it really works just to go first. Somebody has to go first. And if we go first, then guess what? We can get the whole ball rolling. And again, I think I'm often surprised by if I go first, how many people do want to participate and do want to play. Absolutely. And it's true. I I think at this time we get so stuck in in the idea of the things we have to do. Oh, no, but I have to pick up the kids and I have to go and do the Christmas shopping and get the tree. And and then even getting the tree and decorating for Christmas, you know, the backyard, front yard, whatever, it becomes a source of stress when really this could be bringing everyone together saying, hey, guys, we have a lot on our plate, but maybe we can band together and find ways to decorate where this isn't a stressful event. It's actually fun. Yeah. And I think that's why it's useful to ask myself, yes. but then also ask the other people that I'm having the holidays with. Or, mm-hmm. you know, again, by the way, if we just jump to pretend we're talking about being at work right now, yeah. ask the other people I'm doing a project with. But let's go back to the holidays, right? Is mm-hmm. ask the other people, what is it that's important to them? And what really matters to them about what we're doing? And so that uh, so that rather than getting caught up in the activities, it's we're really know this is why we're doing it. This is what matters. This is what's important to us. So asking others what's important to them and what matters to them allows us then to come together and make sure we're fulfilling a common commitment here. Yes. And this is, you just uh, touched on the holiday thing. But yeah, actually, it's same about work. Many years ago, I was working as a consultant with the company and they started to run during the Christmas holidays into this really stressful event of, oh my gosh, I don't think we're going to make the orders because things aren't getting completed in time and people are going to be so angry at us, but we also need to get paid so we can keep things rolling. So they had you know, basically said, well, we'll just tell the client everything's ready, even though it's not, so we get the rest of the money and then maybe we can push things along and get it out two weeks later. And I was like, no, 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 no. If we do that and we don't get it out, we get it out even later, people are going to, well, they're going to know we lied to them. And that's going to be 10 times worse than just telling them our current predicament. And and we did. And you know what? It, most people were really understanding. They were like, we get it. We're going through the same thing. But if you don't tell them, and then, you know, later on it comes out, it could actually be much more detrimental to your relationship, business-wise and personal. For sure. You know, one of the things that uh, people, you know, when we have some agreement or some promise made with people, if we're not going to be able to keep that promise, a lot of times we deal with that as a issue of um, about ourselves and we think we have something to feel bad for. So we try to hide it. and we, we try to just or make up for it. Like, okay, let me work double time to try to make up for it versus no, it's not. It, if we're not able to keep a promise, we're just not able to keep a promise. It doesn't mean anything about us, and it doesn't mean anything about you know our worth. It just means we're not keeping our promise. To be able to communicate about it openly, almost always the other people then just work it out with us. Yeah. Rather than if we try to hide it. 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I recall one of the very, very first events um, Savvy did in the city it was a networking event and we were going to do this all day thing. And I promised in the ticket thing that I said, we're, we're going to provide um, lunch for everyone. And the tickets were not what I expected them to be. And the day came and I was like looking like, oh my gosh, with all the expenses of the room and da, 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 da I'm not going to be able to provide lunch. And I was so ashamed. So I felt horrible. But I said, you know what? There's nothing I can do but fess up and say I was wrong. And guys, here's what's up. I'm not going to be able to provide lunch. Um, but I apologize. I'm willing to give $10 of my own money, though, if to each individual person. And they were just like, oh, please, we'll just go out together and have drinks. No biggie. And so, you know, it just turned into a big laugh thing. And they were just like, hey, no, please, we came here to learn, not to get free food. But see, that was my own guilt and, and stuff I'm putting on myself that I had to fulfill it. Once I just came clean, they were like, whatever. Yeah, I think that's really important to get that. See, in life, Almost always our experience of something is not given by the facts of the situation. So the facts yeah. were you promised lunch, then you didn't have the sales you wanted to, so you didn't have the money for lunch. Those were the facts. Yeah. We add something to those facts, like, oh, I have something <laughs> to be ashamed of, or oh, yeah. I'm you know, this is a failure. And so our experience comes from what we add to the facts, like the story we make up about the facts versus the facts themselves. Uh-huh. When you and I can keep separate, here are the facts, here's what happened. And and then be responsible for what we add to those. Like, oh, this is you know, this is something that I have to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I don't have money for lunch. I have something to be embarrassed about. Isn't a fact. It's a story about that fact. Mm. When you keep those two separate, then you can just deal with what's so and be in communication about it. And then you always find solutions that way. Yeah, it's interesting, David. How much of our lives are lived through the stories in our head that are actually not reality. It's it's probably quite a bit of our lives, isn't it? I I would say like 99%, (laughs) (laughs) at least 99% of our experience of life. You know, Mm -hmm. so someone says, someone says, I'm not satisfied with your report. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. That's a fact. We add to that, oh, they don't respect me or, oh, you know, uh, I'm a failure or, oh, they're not going to, they're not going to want to work with me in the future. They didn't say any of that. All they said was, precisely what they said was, I'm not satisfied with this report. Mm-hmm. If I deal with that, oh, they're not satisfied with the report, mm-hmm. then I'm dealing with what I need to deal with. If mm-hmm. I add a story, oh, they don't respect me, then I'm going to be trying to work on them respecting me. But the report's never going to get done that way if I'm working on them trying to respect me. Oh, so I'm how- working on the wrong thing. Oh my gosh. So how do you keep from adding the stories, the, the sidelines of what's not necessary, how do you keep your brain and the fact of what's really going on here and not the side stories? Because I, I know for myself, I'm probably not even realizing I'm making up a story at that moment. Yes, that's right. Everybody always is. And that's what people don't notice. We always are. It's that little <laughs> voice in our heads. If we're awake, it's talking. And it talks about everything. A total stranger can walk by us on the street and that voice in our head will say something about them. And we don't notice that. So we listen to that voice like it's the truth. Mm. We listen to that voice like it's what's real. And uh, all you have to do is notice there's a difference between what's happening and what that voice is saying about what's happening. So first you have to notice there's that voice and it's talking about life. It even talks about the weather. You wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, and that voice says something, good weather, bad weather. 
<laughs> yeah. Those, it doesn't say weather. It always adds a story about it, good weather, bad weather. So just being aware that that's happening uh-huh. and then and then you can hear, oh, here's what's happening and here's what the voice in my head is saying about it. Sometimes what I do, uh-huh. if I'm particularly stuck, is I'll take out a piece of paper. It's really simple. Take out a piece of paper, draw a line right down the middle from top to bottom. Uh-huh. Top of the left-hand column, I write what happened. Top of the right-hand column, I put story. And then I just put down under one column exactly the facts. And in the other column, everything I made up about it. And just separating the two gets you free again. Wow. And, and this is amazing to me because I, I, I know myself. I, I've often have realized later on, oh my God, I told myself a whole story on that and that completely never happened like that. And I, you're right. Sometimes just writing it down, what I had gotten in the habit of doing uh, was doing a thankful list or what I'm grateful for. And it just puts into perspective, even the things I don't like in my life, you can find some, you know, not everything, but a lot of things you can end up being grateful for because they're blessings sometimes in a disguise. Like uh, when Many years ago, I lost my job, but then I got a better opportunity or this happened and that client left, but then a client who pays even more and is even more loyal shows up. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things, by the way, that gets you connected with other people uh, the fastest. If you ever feel disconnected from someone, okay, just like you're somehow not connecting, Mm -hmm. you're not in sync, whatever, find something to acknowledge them for. And literally, if you just yeah, find there's always something you can find to acknowledge another person for. And literally, I, within a minute, if you just take a minute and acknowledge the other person, by the end of that minute, you'll find yourself connected in communication in a whole new way and able to work together. Mm-hmm. So what you said, expressing your gratitude or acknowledging another person leaves you really powerfully you know, expressing mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And you mentioned something when you woke up and you say, oh, the brain starts talking and, and saying all this chatter. Um, and it, you know, it'll say, you know, whether good or bad or whatever. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it seems like that chatter seems to put things into two buckets, either good or bad. And it, it's interesting how our brain classifies things as being a good or bad thing when it could just be, as you were talking about that report, just fact. Why, why does our brain do that? Why does it choose to put things in those buckets? Well, that's just the language that you and I were born into, right? We got born into we got born into a world where everybody before we were born, everybody was already talking, and they said they just talked about life that way. The weather's good or bad, the cheeseburger's good or bad, the service in the restaurant's good or bad. Yeah. What you said was right or wrong. What my boss did was right or wrong. It's just the way the world was talking. So, what gives us our view of life is the language we have. So we started seeing life through that language. We started looking at life like, oh, everything's good or bad. Everything's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Just noticing that that's not in life, that that that's all added to life. If you separate that out, the story of right or wrong, good or bad, like this person Mm -hmm. just said something to me. I could worry about whether that person's right or wrong. I could Mm -hmm. worry about whether they should have said it or shouldn't have said it. I could worry about whether it was fair or unfair, or I could just have it be what they said and relate to it for what they said. It gives you a tremendous capacity to accept life. Uh Accepting life is having life be exactly what it is with no judgment. When you accept life, you can be powerful with it. Yeah. Wow. 
And this recalls for me when, I, when I'm, you know, hanging out with children, how receptive they are to what is. And they're not putting that. So I think it's something I, we're probably learning more and more to put into buckets and to decide good and bad and make up all these stories. But when you're real little, things just are. I remember my little sister at seven years old drew a picture of me and I was like, oh, okay. So what are those little things on my face? She's like, those are your zits. But there was no malice. There was no like, I'm trying to be, you know, you know, you know, hurt you or something. It was just fat. You have zits on your face and I drew them because that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. So she didn't have a problem with it, did she? It was just what was so. That's right. Yeah, and I could see, I could feel when I was talking to her that she wasn't trying to be nasty about it or, oh, look at you, you have zits. But as teenagers and then into adulthood, we take offense to that, that you're paying attention to my poor, um, you know, quality of, you know, skin or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's what's really awesome. I think that's what it's bringing us back to our original self of just seeing life what is and, and leaving out the story of, what we make up in our head and that we could have it be so much more enjoyable. And I'm guessing, David, see the opportunity that we probably wouldn't see if we were stuck up in our head with all these stories. That's right. And you know, the other thing for us to notice is that every argument people have is about what's right and wrong, what's good or bad, what Mm -hmm. should or should be. Just think about every argument we ever have. Somebody says you should be home at six. The other person says 630. Okay, there's an argument. Mm -hmm. Somebody says that, you know, it's right to... Uh, go visit, you know, these parents on the holidays. The other person says, no, we should go see the other parents on the holidays. Argument. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what's important to get is, you know, we all have different views of life. Mm-hmm. And maybe no view is the right view. They're just different views. Mm-hmm. And if we can, rather than argue about who's right or who's wrong, maybe we could pre you know, there's a lot of, it seems like in the world there's a lot of, you know, the word being used right now is uncivility, right? There's a mm. lot of, you know, new nastiness in the world, yeah. new kind of, you know, negative rhetoric mm-hmm. in the world because the priority has become, you know, who's right, who's wrong versus what if the priority shifted back to being related, being connected, you know, even, you know, love being present in our homes. That, that if we had that be the priority, And, you know, so that what we were there for was to make sure that people were left honored, respected, empowered Mm -hmm. versus debating who's right or wrong. Maybe, maybe that debate isn't so useful anyway. Yeah. And what's, what, what I'm noticing and you bringing that to light is really, it's just people trying to force you to their point of view. And it's interesting because people's point of view don't always stay the same as they grow. Uh, a point of view I had in my twenties is not at all in many respects on different topics, the same as it is today in my nearly fifties. So, um, to say that, oh, people must think like me, well, you might not think like you tomorrow or next year. So why do we have to force people into our, our frame of thought? And I think it goes back to the letting go and just seeing for what is and trying to force, instead of trying to force people to your point of view at this moment. Yeah. And I, I like to get interested in, well, why, what is of concern to that person? Like what's important to them that has them have that point of view in the first place? Yeah. So it leaves me interested in the person rather than arguing with them. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, trying to get us all to think the same, well, we we, we really want a life where everyone thought exactly like us. I mean, that would be kind of boring, a bunch of us. You know, what makes it flavorful and exciting is all the different points of view. 
and getting to see what why is it important to that person, as you said, their point of view, their way of looking at life and saying, okay, because often when I sit down, and this is wonderful about Savvy here, is that when we sit down, we have conversations with um, everyone that comes on, everyone has a unique point of view, even though, in, you know, it's all about business. There are different ways to come about business and life that everyone has their own unique perspective. And then if you take, again, it's part of going first. One of the things that is important to go first in is take an interest in the other person's point of view, take an interest in what the other person is concerned about, committed to. And when the other person gets that you're authentically interested in their view, then the most amazing thing happens. They get interested in your view. If you tell them their view's wrong, then they'll tell you yours is wrong. But if you actually get interested in theirs, they'll get interested in yours and it opens up creativity and dialogue in a whole new way. You're right. Instead of going that downward spiral of, you know, screaming and hollering about trying to prove who's right, it gets into, well, tell me more. I want to understand that. Yeah. And you're right by going first because, you know, oh no, I got to prove to you you're wrong. Then of course it goes back and forth and y'all go nowhere except that screaming and hollering, pulling each other's hair out. (laughs) That's right. You know, a conversation is made up of both people speaking and listening. And a lot of times we put the emphasis on, we think the important part is what we say and Mm. our talking versus listening. I find it's at least 50, 50, at least equally important to what anything I'm going to say is my listening to the other person because that's where communication happens. Listening is important and the other person having the experience that you heard them mm-hmm. then also has them want to hear you. Yeah, and and sometimes you know it's at least you know minimum 50/50 but sometimes you know maybe the other person needs to be heard more at this moment and you know cuz there's times where my partner, my husband's a little bit more upset, well maybe I need to just not talk, let him String it all out and t- you know put all his feelings on the table and you know then later on maybe I can say something but th- sometimes it's the other person needs just to be heard and and you just need to listen. Yeah, a real clue for that by the way is if the other person repeats themselves. If they repeat themselves, guess uh-huh. what? They didn't have the experience of being heard the first time. You oh. notice if people have the experience of being heard, they don't have to repeat themselves. So if we have somebody around us repeating themselves, for sure we're not listening to them. Ah, great clue. Well, this has been so fast. We could go on for hours. This is so important. Um, (laughs) I want people to find out more about you, uh, Landmark, and how they can get in contact with you. How can they do that? Do you have any upcoming events you'd also like to share with our audience? Uh, Well, we have events. We're in 21 countries around the world in about 60 different cities. So the best thing to do is to go to the website, landmarkworldwide.com, landmarkworldwide.com, and they can find out all the programs we have all around the world. Fabulous. Well, that it couldn't be easier than that. I have to thank you again, David, for sharing, especially we're coming out, uh, entering the holiday season here, Christmas, New Year's, and, and then after that uh, will be the wonderful Valentine. Uh, and, and all of the things we bring upon ourselves sometimes, a little bit of stress, but it's not necessary if we just come together, pay attention to what stories, what's not, and listen to each other. We can actually have a very exciting holiday. And I, I just thank you again for coming to share your wisdom. Uh, It was fun to be with you. Thank you so much. You betcha. Savvy Business Radio broadcasts worldwide via a large podcast network celebrating business owners, entrepreneurs, influencers, and successful individuals. Find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest. Call 732-474-7375 or email Christina at SavvyBusinessRadio.com. 
Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Be an independent mortgage broker and be your own boss. Be quicker with faster turn times. Be more flexible with lower wholesale rates. Be popular with more loan options for your clients. Be confident with leading-edge tech from exclusive wholesale partners. Be a baller with all the money you can make. Be an independent mortgage broker. Start your career journey now at BeAMortgageBroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 3038. Licensed in all 50 states and District of Columbia. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.